Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. May the 4th be with you. That sounds a little corny, but it's very catchy. Uh, with the old Star Wars deal there. Got a great show for you tonight. Uh, the Philly sports guy, this guy, Jamie Pags, Philly sports guy is up to 228,000 uh, followers here on uh, TikTok here. And uh, Jamie, which is also the, the Philly sports guy, guess that guy coming up. 30 minutes after the hour, uh, he was doing Eagles chance with the first round pick, Jalen Carter. Uh, I want to ask him about his time at the draft this year. What is What does he expect of the Eagles and all that good stuff? Also, there was some breaking news about uh, an hour before I went on the air tonight that, um, what is his name? Mike Budenholzer. Uh, 227, uh, 271 and 170 uh, regular season record, uh, league's best record, uh, was fired today. And we'll talk about that. Three of the past four NBA championship coaches have been fired. Uh, interesting thing there, Lamar Jackson, details of his contract have been uh, filtered out. He signed his contract today. I'll talk about that. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, are the Arizona Cardinals simply planning for a uh, divorce of Kyler Murray and an overhaul of their organization? It certainly looks like that. Hopefully I'll get to that before Jamie comes on 30 minutes past the hour. We'll go ahead and take our first and only break, and I'll be back here and hit the ground running on Sports Scope in 49 seconds. Hello, SportsScope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsScope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty, then. I'll start off with the breaking news here. Uh, the Bucks head coach, Mike Budenholzer, fired. This year, and, and FanDuel put this out, and of course, a lot of the other sites, even Damon Lillard was kind of freaked out about that, Pickles, uh, put out a tweet out about it. But uh, he was fired, you know, because they got beat by the 8C. And, and I'll say this about Budenhoser particularly. Uh, he had been known as a coach that had a team that underachieved the three years leading up to the championship two years ago. And if they didn't, if they wouldn't have won that championship, 
uh, two years ago. He would have been fired then. So I'm not really that surprised about Budenholzer's firing. Uh, not as much as I was about a guy like Nick Nurse, who uh, his team won in 2019. Uh, Toronto was still competitive. Uh, they simply could not get a star to replace the Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that was a more of a head-scratcher. Uh, Frank Vogel, he was a scapegoat, you know. He was a scapegoat. This team brought in Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. And, of course, who else? Nick Nurse. Uh, and the only one that's left of the fast class four champions is, is Steve Kerr. So uh, my thing is, you know, it's because it's because of the guaranteed contracts, particularly in, 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 in NFL and Major League Baseball, you could easily get easily get rid of the coach versus getting rid of the players. I think it's more about the general manager than anything bringing in the the, the talent that doesn't quite fit uh, with each other. It's probably easier buying out a contract of a coach than it is finding a trade partner with a bad contract that you have with the player. Now, Budenholzer probably get another shot. I like Nurse a little bit better. Uh, I like Vogel. I think Frank Vogel's working, actually, though. I think somebody actually hired um, Frank Vogel, like I said, this just broke that uh, Budenholzer has been fired. But anyways, so that, that's what I think. I, I think it's simply one of those deals where uh, they're, they're more of the scapegoat. Now, sometimes a coach simply uh, probably does need to have a change. You know, sometimes I think it is it is the coach. But a lot of this is it's simply – uh, it, it's it, it part of it's the general manager's fault. Part of it is the players. Uh, the players are mailing it in when they probably shouldn't be mailing it in, and, uh, and 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 again, it's probably just buying out those contracts. And you know, I want to say it wasn't George Seaford. It was um, the coach before him. I don't know why I can always memorize his name. But I cannot memorize the other 49ers coach name from 79 Pickles. But he says, about 10 years in pro sports, you need to move off. If you're a coach and you're a major, uh, 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 if you're coaching major sports, 10 years, whether you're winning, losing, anything in between, Bill Walsh, thank you, Pickles, anything in between, just go ahead and move on because people's going to start tuning you out. Your boss management is going to start tuning you out. Ownership's going to start tuning you out. Players are going to start tuning you out. You may start tuning them out, you know. And maybe that's why college coaches last longer because the players fluctuate. You know, I, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I can listen to a guy like Nick Saban more than four years. Uh, the hollering and intensity and all that stuff. So, uh, you, you're running out of stories to tell them, motivational speeches. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's a lifestyle. You know, Larry Brown, how many jobs has Larry Brown had? Uh, I know that four or five that I know of off the top of my head, New York, Detroit, Indy, Indiana, uh, Kansas. That's just off the top of my head, you know, and that's Larry Brown alone. Great coach. And uh, he gets antsy and, and is quickly to move on. One of my more favorite coaches of all time. So this 
the Colts stay in 30 years. I mean, that is few and far between. You know, Greg Popovich, uh, that is that is a uh, – and there you go. Maybe Memphis or somebody. Maybe Memphis moves on from their coach. Uh, Budenholzer would be a pretty good fit down there. Nick Nurse. Nurse, good coach, man. You know, I got I got uh, the Philly sports guy. I'm going to ask him what does he think about Doc Rivers. I know he's not a big Doc Rivers guy. But uh, I just thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't even work. That wasn't even what I was working on today, folks. Um, here's what I wanted to talk about today. Other than, like I said, I got uh, the Philly sports guy coming on 30 minutes past the hour. Uh, great, great uh, draft there by the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. So, Lamar Jackson has officially signed his extension. You see the pictures going all over the internet. So the numbers are actually out. And you say, what do you mean the numbers? The numbers been out for a week or so. No, the numbers here are, um, I think I got it on here somewhere. The numbers here are the year-by-year cap hits, okay? And this is from Track. I love these guys. They're great. They didn't want to come on the program, but the heck with them. Just like uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, is not getting back to me, not wanting to, and I'm real close to telling him to go bleep off. I know he may may see it on the internet or not, but uh, I've, I've, I haven't made the decision yet. You know, you know, uh, like uh, Nikki said in Casino, yeah, he, he was talking to uh, one of those guys at Casino. He's talking about knocking out the uh, Robert De Niro character. He's like, I haven't thought about it yet. I thought about it, but I don't do it yet. Frank Vincent, remember that part, Pickles? So he, he he's talking to Frank Vincent, and he's talking about knocking off uh, Stan Rothstein or Sam Rothstein, which was De Niro character. And he, he's talking about having him whack, but uh, he's like, well, this not yet. I'll give you the call, you know, and they're covering up their mouth. They don't want the FBI to see their lips. And I, I'm thinking about telling – uh, telling Jimmy Johnson off because I think he's uh, he think he I think he thinks he's too good to come on a podcast. But I haven't done it yet, though. I, you know, I haven't made that move yet. Okay, back to Lamar Jackson. So Jackson's cat uh, Jackson uh, eighty million seventy nine million dollar. Let me make sure I got this right. Seventy two point five million signing bonus. He'll have eighty million in cash in year one. Hope he don't go crazy, right? I don't think so. I think he's a good guy. I really do. I like I like Lamar Jackson. I like his character. I like him personally. Uh, this guy is, uh, and he don't put these videos out. These facilities put them out where he he goes to facilities and, and and sees sick kids and and does a lot of charity work. And and again, he's not putting them out. It's the, the facilities are, and some of these things go viral, uh, parents and stuff. So he seems like a really good guy. Uh, he's a down to earth guy. He, he's not an arrogant guy. He's not a mean spirited guy by no means. He's one of those people you want to see him be successful, but, but on this show, take the emotion out. I call balls and strikes pickles. Okay. Now his cap hit this year, very team friendly. This is the year he needs to take off. If you're a Ravens fan, $22 million. That's fine for, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's a $22 million cap hit. We talked about the roster around him. He's got Mike Nugent, uh, Todd Nugent, I think his name is, uh, that new offensive, uh, yeah, Todd Munkin, excuse me, uh, Mike Nugent, I think, or Ted, you got Ted Nugent, it's a singer. 
Mike, uh, Todd, Todd Munkin, former Georgia offensive coordinator, threw the ball all over the place. Georgia threw the ball so much, they threw the ball more than University of Tennessee, and Tennessee had the best offense in the country in college. Uh, I digress. So they got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, they got rid of their old offensive coordinator. Uh, they drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. Reminds me of Steve Smith, former Baltimore Raven. Small guy, go up and get the football. Maybe the best receiver in this draft. And then, of course, they've got Rashawn Bateman, another first-round pick, showed promise over the past two years from University of Minnesota. Odell Beckham way overpaid him, but they paid Odell Beckham. And, of course, a money ball, and I do the money ball tight end in, in Mark Andrews. Uh, Hands-wise, he's right. He's just below Kels, in my opinion. So there's no excuses for Jackson not to do well this year. The over and under is 10 and a half wins this year. It's the same as the Eagles. Eagles got the best roster in football right now. So, I mean, so the media really likes the, the, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, and my thing is, this is the same guy that's missed five games the past two years. Okay. Uh, it's not, the, and you're going to find out, and this is why I see it's probably going to happen. Again, I hope I'm wrong, but you're going to find out that this guy's not a consistent passer, that that it's not the wide receiver's fault. It's not the, it's not the offensive coordinator's fault. It's Lamar's fault. He, he just has not developed as a passer, and he's going to try to do that early in the season, in my prediction. He's going to try to do that early in the season, in my, and, and, and uh, he's going to fail. You know, he, he's, he's going to fail. He's going to get hurt again. And like Pickles put up there, that's a good take, Pickles. I thought about that as I was preparing for today's program. He'll get Harbaugh fired. You say, why? I'll say, well, last year, I have to always get this guy's name. I can never. Uh, Greg Roman was essentially pushed out, okay? Greg Roman was the air quote fall guy this year for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he, 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 he was the fall guy, okay? So Lamar Jackson He's got this contract. He's got a no-trade clause, okay? So that's this year. My prediction is um, they'll probably go about 9-8. and eight. I mean, you're going against a much-improved Pittsburgh Steeler team with Kenny Pickett there and more weapons and offensive line upgrades like nobody's business. Kudos to, to Coach Tomlin and that management staff uh, for, for really uh, upgrading that team. I, I, I really do think the Steelers going to be that much better. Then you've got Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, another year of practice there, Amari uh, Cooper there, uh, that defensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz is not a um, – you could throw on Jim Schwartz teams, but you cannot hardly run on them. Those teams, that team was in the 30s. Uh, under their last coordinator last year, they will be about 10th or possibly better this year. They made tremendous upgrades defensively, and that run defense, another year with that offensive line, Deshaun Watson, that Cleveland team is going to be good. They're going to be really good. 
I don't know how good, but they're going to be good. They can beat anybody, including the Cleveland Browns, on any given Sunday next year. We'll find out. Mark my word. Okay? So that's three teams in your own division. Now, the Ravens are really well put together. Don't get me wrong. But he's a $22 million cap hit this year, going back to Lamar. 33 next year. Not the end of the world, but it is when he gets hurt. He gets hurt, and you can't add that extra defensive piece there. You can't add that. And then it goes up, Pickles, to $43 million in 25. If, if, if Harbaugh's not fired this year, he will be fired by 2020 at the end of 2025. Then it's 74 and 26 and 74 and 27. Uh, they'll be they, they could potentially go through two or three coaches by then. But the time, but the time they get to uh 2026, in my opinion. I think Eric DaCosta. Remember, Ozzie Newsom's no longer the general manager. Eric DaCosta, the owner, will look at him. He'll fire him. And like Pickle said, likely Jim Harbaugh will get fired this year. He said, boy, you really are. Not. No, I'm not a naysayer. I'm a truth teller. I'm a balls and strikes guy. I said, the way this guy plays, this is going to get found out. Now, they, the guy's such a great athlete. He did put on the proper weight bulk-wise. And the offense, they went all in. And Greg Roman's gone. Munkin's going to do just like – and maybe he proves me wrong. Maybe he proves me – I hope he does. I like the guy. I want the guy. And you guys know, I admit, I said that the offensive coordinator would get fired midway through the first season with Lamar being the, the starter then. I was wrong. You know what happened? Lamar gets the MVP that year. He gets the MVP, and I admitted, hey, I messed up there. And then as the seasons went along, I've become proven to be right. Uh, you know, after that, started deteriorating more and more. They were 32nd in past offense. You can't be that bad. Uh, the last team to lead the league in rushing and win a Super Bowl. You still need balance, folks. To win a Super Bowl was the 1985 Chicago Bears. That's over. Uh, we're pushing 40 years ago, folks. They're pushing 40 years. So you need balance. Now, I need to look up the stat. When's the last time the leading passing team won a Super Bowl? And I would bet, I would bet that's a long time, too, because look at what Tom Brady went through last year. And the year before that, leading the league in passing or second or uh, third. Okay, so you still need that balance. Uh, I know that they led the league in passing in 21. And, of course, the Rams put them out uh, that year. So you need balance. Don't get me wrong. You can't be all the way passing. You can't be – you need balance. You got to keep that defense off base. And you got to have somewhat of a, uh, of a defense that can get pressure over the middle and you need some help on the back end. You don't have to have the best defense. We saw Kansas City prove that. You got to have some defense. When Kansas City uh, uh, got a new defensive coordinator, they already had they already had Andy Reid. They already had Patrick Mahomes. But once they got their new defensive coordinator, and I can't remember his name, um, uh, he, was, he was the coordinator from the 2007 championship 
championship Giants team, once you got him, then they won the Super Bowl. So uh, looking at the details, uh, there's a very good chance. If I had to pick a coach who's going to get fired this year, Harbaugh would be one of them. And, of course, um, the coach down in, in Tampa. Tampa's going to probably be one of them. And possibly Gannon. And who who the bleep is Gannon? Well, Gannon is uh, not Rich Gannon. Gannon is the coach, last name Gannon, is the coach for Arizona. He could be another, Jonathan Gannon, he could be another one and done. I think they fired Steve Wilkes uh, after one year. Uh, I say they, it was Michael Bidwell. He's the owner of Arizona. Um. So Arizona now, oh, Pickle says, uh, yeah, yeah. Those are three right off. Uh, Brandon Staley, he should have been fired this year. And they should have went after Sean Payton. But I'm, I'm starting to get the understanding that the owner there is, um, he's not the most uh, uh, spin friendly. He's a little bit frugal, to say the least, the Spanos owner. He's not super cheap. But he's a little on the frugal side, in air quotes, Mr. Spanos, the, the owner of the L.A. Chargers. So, um, so Kyler Murray, let's go back to last year. Everything fell apart. Murray tears his ACL. There's rumors that, and not rumors, Michael Bidwell, the owner, he says that he might not even be ready before the middle of the season, Kyler Murray. Uh, now, remember, the um, the general manager there took a leave of absence. Then he basically just stepped down because he had health issues. Uh, they fired Cliff Kingsbury. I called that one, Pickles. Um, so they fired Cliff Kingsbury. Michael Bidwell is annoyed. He says it uh, publicly, the owner there, that Kyler Murray is not rehabbing in Phoenix. He wants to go back home or go back to Texas and rehab. So there's a little bit of back and forth on that. You say, why are you saying all this stuff? Well, also, J.J. Watt saw the writing on the wall. He immediately retired. Buda Baker, their star safety, he wanted to get traded. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, he's been talking about getting traded for, uh, I don't know, three months, Pickles? Three months, really, since the beginning of the year. There's been rumors... Um, Okay, well, I can take my time on this take because Jamie says he's going to be a few minutes behind. Man, this dude's doing everything. He is a trip. So anyways, so he, check this out. What? Let me, let me ask you guys something. So Mr. Bidwell is playing the long game. You guys hear me talk to the people you know me off camera. That's my whole thing with this, with this show right here is playing the long game. Uh, don't have a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't play in the NFL. I do not have any connections, and I have a very low budget. Uh, all that, <laughs> I say silver spoon. That means I wasn't born. Um, there, there's no nepotism with me. There's no nepotism here. I had I had to just do this from the ground up, you know. And I told my friends and family, I said I have to play a long game if I want to have a a highly successful the number one uh, sports talk show uh, in the country. I have to do that. 
I have to play the long game. But Michael Bidwell, going back to the owner of, of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, he's playing long. He's playing some three-dimensional stuff here. He's saying he sees this around. You could see. I watched the um, I watched the documentary uh, uh, Hard Knocks, the in-season documentary on uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And Pickles, you could see after that Christmas Day loss to um, to the Bucks, that Christmas night loss to the Bucks, which I stayed up and watched. I had a few dollars on it. Um, you know, uh, he was really irritated with everybody. And you could tell it's, but particularly Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I can tell it's about to hit the fan pickles. It's about that. So I watch it then. I'm thinking he's already made his mind up. You know, he is hot. So long story short, they, uh, the writings on the wall, the general manager, plus that year, remember the offense, uh, one of the position coaches, uh, they went to Mexico City, and one of the position coaches was accused of groping a woman, so they fired him that year, last year, and he looked like the general manager. There was some kind of controversy whether he was the general manager or not, so either way, general manager takes a leave of absence, then he quits, then Cliff Kingsbury's fired, and then... Uh, you know, with Kyler Murray tearing his ACL, he, he's looking at that. J.J. Watt, don't tell nobody, he's retired. Uh, Abuda Baker wants out of town. DeAndre Hopkins, Ben wanting out of town. He's looking at this thing. He said, I need to blow this thing up, which it was a big risk anyways, bringing in a guy like Cliff Kingsbury that ran the spread. He ran the spread in college. He was a controversial hire because – uh, he couldn't. He uh, he got fired from Texas Tech, and he ends up having Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. And uh, he, he they drafted a very small quarterback in Kyler Murray, you know. So they uh, they did all that. I say all that to say this: Why do you go out and hire a coach like a Jonathan Gannon? Jonathan Gannon, and I can ask uh, Jamie when he comes on. This Jamie told me after week one, he says, man, I hope we move on for this guy uh, with the Eagles defensive coordinator because they gave up 30 points to Detroit right off the bat. And this guy, Jonathan Gannon, the guy that they end up hiring for the uh, head coach, they didn't uh, even make Kansas City punt in the second half, Pickles. They didn't punt the ball. They gave up 38 points with Hassan Reddick and those two cornerbacks with uh, Slay and Bradbury, you know. And uh, there's a lot of other names on that defense I can't remember off the top of my head that were really good. I know Adamic and Sue was one of them. And I don't know. That's a good question, Pickles. I should probably look that up. He probably is re- related to the former. So, so why would you hire a guy like that off of the most watched Super Bowl in history? That came out this past week, by the way, 115 strong million. Why would you hire him to take over your team? He's not even a good defensive coordinator. You know, the Eagles were getting off 
you know, a 21 point lead, 28 point lead, 42 to seven. That defense wasn't that good. That for their talent, they wasn't that good. So what I'm thinking is he hired this guy probably because he came cheap. He's young, techno geek, pickles, and he's thinking we're going to get one of those good quarterbacks, and we got to find some way to get out of this Kyler Murray contract. We're going to tank this year. Caleb Williams is available. There was an article out this week. A general manager said um, this guy has got everything Mahomes has got. He's the he's the quarterback of USC. I believe it when I see it. Everybody plays well under Lincoln Riley. Okay, Caleb Williams. Uh, there's another guy named. Let me make sure I got his name right. It's the uh, it's the quarterback from um, the University of North Carolina. His name is Taylor. His name is May. Last name is May, and he may be better than Caleb Williams. Okay, he he may be better than Caleb Williams because. There was a story out earlier this winter, this past winter, that an SEC team was offering him a million dollars plus, and um, a, a Drake May, Drake May, that's it, million millions, excuse me, to to transfer from Carolina to a, an SEC team, in NIL money, millions of dollars. It was supposed to be an unprecedented amount, and. You know, I, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was maybe it was Texas A&M. They had plenty of money. Maybe it was Georgia because Georgia lost Stetson Bennett. But they don't offer a guy like that as a clown, okay? May expected to be possibly the number one or number two pick. This is a big-time quarterback draft, okay? And not to mention, check this out. The trades that Arizona has made – so Arizona, they suckered the Texans in to trading their first-round pick next year, the Texans, uh, their second-round pick this past year, and the 12th pick just to move up to three. So now Arizona has their pick, which could be the number one overall pick because they didn't do nothing to add anything. They got this god-awful coach. Well, you don't have a good resume, I'll say that. They've got the Texans' first-round pick, which could be a top-five pick. they got a second-round pick. they got one, two, three third-round picks. One of them's from the Titans in the um, the uh, Will Levis trade. For the Titans to move up in the second round to, to, to draft Will Levis, they've also got the Texans' third-round pick in that same trade. They, they gave up way too much to get Will Anderson. I know – that uh, Keith Engel says that that was a, a good deal. I don't. I don't think Anderson's that good. Um, I read that he wasn't quite as good as a Nick Bosa, a Joey Bosa, a Von Miller. Um, not. I don't think he's that good. He might be, but we shall see. So these guys got two first round next year, two uh, a second round, three third round, two fourth round. Two fifth round and a seventh round. That is a well of a draft, man. 
that is that that is like nobody's business. So he's thinking we're gonna tank with this clown coach, okay? And he's he's thinking my next thing is this god awful. So I just named you all those draft picks, right? So he's thinking to himself, Michael Bidwell's thinking this. This is the way. Uh, owners play the long game. They have these five-year plans. You know, for successful business people have five-year plan, 10-year plan. You know, I'm trying to develop that in my life. Growing up, I didn't know what I was going to do next week. But now that I've gotten older, thinking like a businessman or the businessman, the way Jay-Z would say it, you got to have that, you know, have them long game plans, five-year, 10-year. A lot of good companies do it. But he's looking at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's cap hit next year, real team friendly, 16 million. Then his cap hit pickles, $51 million in 24, 45 and 25, 55 and 26, 43 and 27. Just a god awful. Con- so I'm thinking that they're going to use this like a, um, like an NBA type of deal. You say, what do you mean by that? I think that Michael Bidwell, is already thinking about this time next year. Well, not this time next year. Um, uh, February next year when the season's over with, right? February, early March. He's thinking to himself, how do we get rid of this mother bleeping quarterback? We, It's not the fact that we, we, we can't trade him. It's the fact that we're going to have to give some of these draft picks to a team to take him off us. So we can draft either... Caleb Williams, or Drake May out of Carolina. And we're going to dump this clown coach. This clown coach is coming in here to lose all these games. He don't know it yet. And then I'll probably let him go in a year or two, depending on when his buyout's going to look out. And then we're going to start over and get a big-time quarterback, and then we're going to go out and recruit the next hottest coach. That's my theory. Okay? Uh because a lot of people are talking, man, look at all these trades there. And Arizona didn't do nothing. They they did draft. I do like Paris. Um, was it Paris Johnson, the left tackle out of Arizona? Uh, I do like him. I wanted Tennessee to get him. I, but, I, you know, push come to shove. I really wanted Tennessee to get the guy they got, you know, which is uh, uh, Sonorski or whatever. Uh, because Sonorski can play anywhere on the line. And Tennessee may have injuries this past year and may have to move him on to uh, they may have to move him to center. They may have to move the right tackle and he he's played the whole line. Really smart guy. He can play. So I like him better than Johnson, but I wouldn't mind if they, if Paris Johnson would have fell to Tennessee. So only thing they really got is that, that left tackle and people want to get out of that place. Like it's on fire in the desert pickles. Yeah. Pickles says, you got a vision. The rest of the world is wearing bifocals. Paul Newman. That's a good quote. I like that. I like that, you know? And so that's my long game theory for Arizona. Maybe he hires Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, you know? I, I, but I do, and I'm like you, Pickles. I think John Harbaugh, I think the Ravens will finish last. And I think John Harbaugh will be on the market. Now, listen. This is what we talked about with Bill Walsh earlier in the program, okay? Um, Walsh, he's won multiple Super Bowls. He's won multiple Super Bowls. 
He said from 80, 79, 89, he said, I'm done. I'm done with the 49ers. I got, I got to move on. You know, I, I want to say he was the inventor of the West Coast offense, Pickles. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I've seen, ben, you know, that's a movie I've got to watch all the way through. I have not seen that movie um, all the way. But I hear it's really good. Uh, people think uh, It's a Wonderful Life is old and dated. I love It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's about, you know, good karma, being good to people. Uh, that's a good one to see. That Butch Cast and the Sundance Kid, I, that's been talked about a lot. I, I would like to see that movie all the way through. Uh, on Easter, folks, I watched three hours and 47 minute uh, Ten Commandments. That was good. Uh, saw it in this hole. I mean, that's one of those movies you see part of it, you know, for years. And that movie came out the year my parents were born, 1956. And the quality of that movie was really good, considered like like Wizard of Oz, considered the fact that it was made 19. Wizard of Oz made the 30s. That that if you watch Wizard of Oz and you watch the typical movie made in the 60s, that the quality looks the same because they spent so much money putting that color together for Wizard of Oz in the 30s. Same thing for Ten Commandments. I digress. Pickle says it was five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, 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 like, to, um, I like to watch those old movies because there's a lot of thought into them, you know. A lot of thought put into that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Jamie said he's running a little bit behind. He's probably doing an event. He's, I've seen one of his videos. He's walking around with an A.J. Brown jersey on. I wonder why he don't walk around with a Jalen Hurts jersey. Brown, Brown, playmaker, man. He is their version of Michael Urban, if you ask me. Um, A.J. Brown, uh, it's unfortunate that Tennessee had to lose him. Hopefully that knee will stay upright and uh he will be able to uh he will be able to, to to play well for them for years to come. Uh for Jamie's sake, for one thing, I want the best for the guy for AJ Brown because he played his rear end off for the Titans. You know, for what I saw that guy, uh he's one of those players. He played hurt. Uh a couple of years in a row, he mentioned it. He said, I played with this and I played with that. And uh, he never looked like he was mailing it in. He he never looked like he was he was mailing it in. And, and that's all you can ask for a player. But you know, I think I may ask Jamie what 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 are the 76ers going to do with Doc Rivers? You know, Budenholzer's fired. And uh, but then again, hey, you know they, they've only lost one game in the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe Philadelphia, um, I, I know Boston blew them out last night. They should have. I mean, their back's against the wall. They blew them out last night. I don't know how this is going to play off. Uh, he may be a liability to this team. He only had about, what, 15 points last night, Joel Embiid, and he's playing banged up like he always is. I'm just wondering if it would be a good time to just move off of him and maybe, maybe get another player that is not so injury-prone. Um, while I wait on him, I said he's going to rerun it about 10 minutes behind. I think it's what he said, uh, seven to 10 minutes. So yeah, he, he should be coming in at any minute now, uh, the Philly sports guy. But, uh, like I was saying at the beginning of the program, folks, uh, three now, uh, Corey, if you just now joining us, 
three of the last four NBA championship coaches have been fired. Only one living is only once. Well, not living. <laughs> only one has got a uh, it's still with his championship team is Steve Kerr, and that's only because he won this past year. They're itching to fire him, you know. So, um, but again, Budenholzer, he looked like a guy that had his team leading up to that championship a couple years ago to speak for the organization that they were, they look ill-prepared at times. They look out of place. They look at, they, so I could see them firing him, uh, a couple of years ago. And of course they end up, you know, Giannis gets on this tear, the team plays well, and they go on and, and, and win that championship. So that that's okay. I, I can understand that. Uh, their team that needs to get younger. They need to get younger. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr's won, what, four championships now. Uh, again, I, I think the Lakers going to put them out in six. But as far as Milwaukee, maybe they can use a Dylan Brooks. They uh, they need a guy, and I think he would fit in with Milwaukee. And I'll bring this up tomorrow with Carlos, Mad New Yorker, Chavez. And um, what's a good landing spot for Dylan Brooks? The Knicks would probably be one of those spots. Listen, Dylan Brooks averaged about 18 and 10 uh, about a couple of years ago. Now, his thing is that he was being edged out of an offensive game plan for the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks. Okay. So, and I went back and looked at Dylan Brooks stat line and he was about an 18 and 10, 18 and 11 guy. He's a really good defender. Uh, he's a guy you'd want to keep. He's 27. He's about the same size as a uh, Draymond Green. Maybe he's not quite as talented as Draymond. But anyways, there's the Philly sports guy. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, hey, man. What are you, are you hiding out in the car? <laughs> I, well, you know what? Today was the day. Like, I, I, there was a lot of running around to do, and there's uh, tons of stuff going on. Today is like the only day off on sports uh, all weekend long in Philadelphia that has to do with Boston. So, like, literally Boston uh, is in Philadelphia. The Red Sox are playing the Phillies, the Celtics, and the Sixers. You know, and... and, Are you going to game three? Uh, I will be at game three. Oh, man. Hey, so Budenholzer just got fired uh, from Milwaukee. Uh, You're not a huge Doc Rivers fan. Do you can you see the 76ers maybe letting Doc Rivers go if, if you guys get put out this round? Hard to say. Okay. I would not. I would not. There's two ways of going about that. I, I actually feel that Doc has been coaching better. Okay. As of late, which is something that is not uh, something you'd hear me say most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, no. I'm not a fan. I am definitely not a fan of his. However, he has been coaching better, and I thought he coached a great game on game one. Oh, heck uh, yeah. You know, and it's going to be interesting to see if he is willing to pull the plug on Embiid early and go small. Because when he went small, they were able to cover the three. 
Nice. Uh, you know, for for yeah. Boston, and that, maybe Embiid, maybe he's a liability at this point because he's not one hundred percent. So that's that's why I got it. I got to I'm going to be interested to see exactly how he goes about this. It's not going to okay. be a simple decision, and it's going to really test to see if he's the coach that he needs to be. Yeah. Does if you're if you're calling the shots, do you do you keep Harden? Do you run it back with him, or are you maybe you go elsewhere? Off season, it's going to depend on him. Okay, I kind of feel that if Harden uh, decides that he wants to opt out, I am not. I mean, how much more money do you want? You know what I mean? Forty-six yeah. million is a lot of money. That's a so. Lot of money, if you man. want the, if you want the extra five million dollars, if you're that greedy, then I uh, then I'm uh, I may be moving on. Because obviously it's not about winning championships. It's about going to Vegas and doing the strip club. <laughs> hey, what about uh, what about Joel Embiid? Now he's hurt again, man. Do do you do you move off of him because his stock is really high, or you just try to run it back and hold your breath? You would you never get enough. Okay. There would never get enough. Okay. I mean, I think about like what could you possibly get for Joel Embiid that's going to equal anything. Yeah. That, that he brings to the table. And there's no way that you would be able to kind of do that and make any type of real sense by it. Okay. Okay. Well, no, no Luca. I, uh, I don't think you, if you are, you know, Dallas, Denver, you, or Dallas or Denver, do you make that trade? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd like you to have play to devil's do. advocate and see, you know, just, uh, just I, interested, man. Uh, so tell me about this, dude. You're up there uh, doing Eagles chants with Jalen Carter. How did you and Jason Kels? How did that come about? So I obviously I go to the draft. I, I've been to the draft for the last five years. Okay, nice. Except 2020, right? Other than 2020. Correct. So I, I count that in the mix because we were all at the draft because we all felt like we were in the living room. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, you know, so I get. I asked for permission to get in to where we were and they want me there. The NFL wants me there. Obviously I, you know, it, you know, I, I don't. Who did you ask permission to? I mean, who? The Eagles. You got to ask for a ticket to get in. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. They, I, I pay my own way out there. I, I go and I do a lot of different things out there. Yeah. Uh, it's not just Eagles related. Sometimes it's charity related and things like that. So I yeah. do spend a lot of time out there. I go a day early. I went to the podcast. I wanted to. I want to yeah. be a part of everything that I possibly could. Okay. Uh, because it's it. The draft is like the one time you really get to celebrate the NFL. Yeah. Because if you think about this, all we're doing is we're all going out there to cheer on somebody who just got a job. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. all. And uh, I, I, I like the manager got you that man. You got all that on your own. Yeah, man. I, I have to. I have to actually. I bring my manager to it because <laughs> he wants I'm to be a part of, of it, man. Hey, what did uh, so what? What did you say to Carter afterwards? You tell him, hey, man, keep your nose clean, man. But we'll, we'll, we'll get your back for ten years. Something. Like uh, yeah, listen, that's not for me to say. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? I, I am. I have a very few seconds of time 
So I pushed the cameraman out of the way. I'm like, you got to get me in here. I'm getting in here. And the camera guy goes, yeah, take my spot. And I'm like, you know, and that's it, it. So much is going on right there. Yeah. When I think about, when I watch my video, and I don't ever watch it, I don't ever do two takes. You know okay. what I mean? You got to get that in one take. So, and I'm like, and I'm, I, I know that I ain't got but a second of time. So I'm like, hey, are you going to lead us in an eagle scant? Let's go. And he's like, huh? What? You know what I mean? Because like, it's like, he's not expecting me to talk to him like that and, and just say, hey, now I'm asking you to do something. Yeah. So and then I was like, no, you got to do it. Hey. And all of a sudden, he, he knew right where to go after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> as I gave him a hug, as I gave him a hug, I said, welcome to the family. You know, just, it, and you think about all of the uh, things that he had. Um, like, he had so much emotion when he got drafted. Uh, I mean, his mother was there. He was yeah. crying the entire time. Uh, you know, it's like, and it's such a culmination of everything that occurred. You know, like, think yeah. about, think about all the stuff that's happened and how it, you know, listen, it was, you know, beyond anything else, it was a friend of his that passed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he had that pink jacket on. I wonder if that was some kind of breast cancer awareness or something, you know? I said, you know, it could have very well been. It could. I mean, I'm sure that we'll get a lot of that later, you know, like yeah. when they talk about certain things, because he's going to he's going to get asked about this. You know what I mean? This is going to definitely come up in conversation. Uh, yeah. But I think that it's. But I was I was happy for him. You know what I mean? It's like, obviously, yeah. definitely a lot of emotion involved attached to that. Uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing what he can actually do. Uh, well, now that he's playing with all his friends, it's, uh, we've got, uh, we've got uh, half of the national championship team, it seems. Man. Yeah, you got Nolan Smith, uh, Swift. What do you think about that? Yeah, Swift's got some injury problems. Are you concerned about that, the running back trade? Uh, a little, but not as much as, uh, as you would think. Uh, so because the Eagles do things much differently than Detroit does, Detroit relies heavy on the run game, and that one running back does it. So I think because they go on a three and right now four set running back. Yeah. Because I, I mean, we have really, there's still Gainwell, there's still Boston Scott, and yeah. then we got somebody else as well. So right now there's uh, five. Uh, Penny, Penny from Seattle. Well, Penny, I'm counting as the number four oh, you know, okay. in, the court, in the mix, uh, but there's a fifth one as well. Uh, that's on that depth chart. And, and I feel like that because they're going to rotate three in and out of there, I look at I look at Penny as being the new Jordan Howard. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. He has a very similar stature. So when they want to get that, you know, third and two uh, yeah. or fourth and two, they're going to put the bull in there to do that. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Yeah, but hey, so what was Jason Kels doing there at the draft? Uh, so he was there the day before uh, okay. to do the podcast, uh, the Did New you? Heights podcast. With, no, not with me, with his brother. Oh, okay. So I went out there, and I was all over Kansas City News because I didn't have a ticket, but yeah. I showed up in all my gear yeah. saying, hey, I got to get into this. So I'm like, I felt like I was at a dead show, and I was trying to get a miracle. Uh, <laughs> and it was... Uh, I did get miracled because somebody told me about a a ticket app in 
Kansas City, that, that station in Kansas City, that was much cheaper than everywhere else. Oh, I wound man. up only paying like $140 for the ticket instead of 400 That's great, man. So wow. it was. Wow. It did was, you get a chance great. to interview? Uh, did, did you get his number or anything? Or is he being kind Jason? of here? Jason? Jason? Yeah. No, I, I did not. I did not try to go that route. Okay. Uh, I mean, he doesn't live too far away from me. Uh, yeah. and, and they know who I am. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, it's not a, a real big deal. I, I, you I have stick a stick out, brother, when you got all your uh, gear on. Exactly. But I have a certain respect <laughs> level. I try not to bother them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they want to engage me, I, listen, I want to be friendly with them. I want to, I would much yeah. rather go have a beer with them okay. and talk about, you know, Hey, how, how's it being a dad? How, how are you doing with these things? Like life yeah. stuff. Talks about shop all the time, and of course he loves talking shop. So it's 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 cool to have those conversations. But I I am more of a, on the human aspect. You know what I yeah. mean? That's like, I, you know, you're a human being that happens to play football for a team that I happen to love. So yeah. I could talk about that till we're blue in the face, but I'm just confused. <laughs> you don't want. To. So that's it's that's, like, that's uh, a pretty cool thing to you know. That's what people tell us Tennesseans about. Javon Kirk, he's like, man, I like Nashvilleians because you guys ask me how I'm doing. Everything is not about football all the time. Speaking That's of which, I met, the other day. I yeah. met Javon Kirk the other day at the Brian Dawkins event. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me, what was that about? A charity event? So he has done, it's the Impact Foundation, the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. Okay. Uh, and he is uh, at different uh, children with cerebral issues, okay. whether it's uh, uh, a disease like cerebral palsy, palsy or yeah. things of that nature. Uh, it, it does affect some of the autism and, and you know, autistic children and such. So it, it's more cerebral, uh, like cerebral physical yeah. issues. Yeah. Uh, and, and he started a foundation that deals with that direct. And yeah. uh, I, I got to meet uh, obviously, Brian Dawkins, uh, Javon Kurz, uh, Irving Fryer, uh, Brian Westbrook. Uh, they, they were all there. The Hollis Thomas, Ike Reese, a lot of Eagles uh, Eagles from the past who played with Brian Dawkins uh, yeah. were there to support. How did you find out about that? Uh, my manager. <laughs> the manager. Okay. Yeah. Man, hey, well, man, I'm you know, proud of you. You're beating everybody, man. He bought a ticket for me. And because it's it's worth it for me to be there. Uh, yeah. I definitely, I, I do a lot for charity and it's worth it, especially somebody like Brian Dawkins, where like I, Brian Dawkins doesn't drink. He never curses and has never. Really? Cursed. Uh, I mean, his, the, 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 you know, the most, uh, you know, straight, the, straight as a judge, like my dad would say. Exactly. He's like, <laughs> dog on. He's never using, he's never using like other more colorful words. He's talking dog on. You know what I mean? Wow. That's, that's the worst. He, you know, that's you the worst. The guy that person. hit as hard as Brian Dawkins would be that straight, you know? Well, you know what? Actually, I, I, I think about that the opposite way. Okay. Because he's that straight, he put that much thought. You, when you're not thinking about all the ways that you, you know, you know all the colorful vernaculars that you could use. You know, it's like you have uh, one focus. I do it this way. I do not drink. I do not curse. I do not do. I want to do this, and I'm going to do this as best as I can. 
And yeah. I feel that that is uh, really how Brian Dawkins has lived his life. Has and he been married to the same was. lady? I, I have to imagine he has. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know anything about the uh, whether he's married or anything yeah. like that. I don't, you know, I'm sure remember, he is married. You remember Daryl Green, the great corner from Washington? Yeah. That's what he said. Married to the same lady, same routine. I'm very boring. Well, he played, what, 17 years? I mean, he's a great cornerback. He's a Hall of Famer, man. You right. know, kind of a square. But, hey, it's hip to be square. You can concentrate more. Hey, listen, it, when you have a focus in mind, yeah. I want to be the best ever or the best that I could possibly be. You don't have time for the drama yeah. or the, the, uh, the, the extracurriculars that go Lady along with like Scarface would say. <laughs> and I think that, that that really expresses a lot. That shows a lot about yeah. who they are as a person. Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, the last time I talked to you, Jamie, was Thursday before the Super Bowl. Tell me, how, how was that experience from the time you get up on Sunday? It looked like you had great tickets, man. I know you was bummed out by the end. I was bummed out for you because I thought, you know, Boy, that freaking Gannon, man. God, what addition by subtraction. How did that gay go from the from the time you wake up to 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 the moment you're walking in there? You're like, oh my God, I'm at the Super Bowl with my childhood team. What was that like, man? You know, I did you sleep the night before? I did a little bit. I okay. did a little bit. <laughs> uh, Were you nervous I, a little I, bit? Uh, you know, not nervous, uh, but like excited like this was this is a you know, this may be the only time i ever get to a super bowl you know what i mean i i who knows what tomorrow actually brings so and i uh, it's such a positive experience for me so like and i liken it to everybody saw on national television you know nick sirianni cry during the yes the national anthem and i tell you as we were going into me to go to the tailgate. Yeah. You know, when you, you start to think about the season and how long it was and everything that happened during the season and just all the, the you know, desire and passion and interest yeah. and travel and, you know, people that you see and excitement that you had, it gets overwhelming. It is yeah. so overwhelming. You did a I, lot of traveling, man. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you think about it, it's like, yeah, you know, there's not many people that could say that they got to go to three different championships in three different sports. They went to three championship games. Obviously, soccer, it was only the conference championship and not the <laughs> not for the cup. But I was in the world. I was at the World Series. I was at the Super Bowl. I'm at and the Super Bowl was like the culmination of everything. It was like this yeah. is yeah. now, you know, like you are here and this you get to reflect on all this and it was uh, such a emotional moment yeah. and then i hadn't even gotten to the stadium yet like, we're not even talking about going into the game wow yeah so it was like i had to get that emotion out then yeah so that i could i could do the things that i needed to do while i'm there at the tailgate and such it really was a, a, a you know a great moment and you know you think of all the people that helped you along the way and yeah. people that are, you know, when you win a Super Bowl, 
you know, besides the tears of happiness that you normally would have, like right. Heck yeah. are crying because they just won the Super Bowl. It's not because you just won, but it's because there was people that were lost that didn't get to see it. Yeah. You know, and those are like, and that all comes back. You know what I mean? You start to, you know, how many, how many kids, you know, and I'm saying kids like 30 year old guys whose father were huge Kansas city fans. They got to right. see the one Super Bowl, So it makes it a little bit easier, but they had just passed away in October. Oh man. Right. Right. You know, and and that, that, that shows, uh, you know, that, that we're all human. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that I kind of feel in, in that way. It's it's so emotionally powerful as a human yeah. to be able to experience that. So, like, even when we lost, I mean, I didn't have any. Like, listen, you could you could say, oh, the field, oh, yeah, the referee, oh, yeah. the you know, truth of the matter is, is that they, you know, we had plenty of opportunity to stop them, and we didn't. Yeah, and they won the game. And you give them all the credit in the world for that and say, you know what? I'm coming back next year for this. I, I want to be back here again, and I want to finish the job that we started. Right. Y'all were the talk of the draft. You, 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 you're, you're, that's very rare. I don't ever remember a team playing in the Super Bowl and being the central point of the draft because if you're in the Super Bowl, you're not you're picking at like 32nd or 31st. So right. three years from now, Jamie, is is the expectation the talent's so good? Y'all really need to win a Super Bowl. Are you okay with the way Eagles are right now? Would it be a disappointment if you don't win it in three years? Uh obviously the goal is to try to win it as often as you can. And, yeah. and- if you were to go three years and and get there, say if we were to play Buffalo, you know, like be the <laughs> Buffalo or pull a Buffalo, right? Twenty twenty, you know what I mean? Where we went three more times and lost all three times. You know, it's like it's you know I I made a joke to a number of people saying if you were to be told at the very beginning of the season, would you rather go six and ten, not make the playoffs? or lose the Super Bowl in the last minute of the game by uh, a field goal. goal. You know, it's – It it hurt me like crazy when Tennessee lost in 99, man. Yeah, you know what? But I like the – you know, I like that feeling. I I, All of the joy – Right. All the joy that that season brought to me. You know, yeah, it didn't end the way I wanted to, but it was – such a joyous occasion because I remember what it's like when the Eagles suck. <laughs> you know before how he brought it's probably before Roseman bought the team, right? Or uh, uh, well, no, I mean, even during sometimes, I mean, there's been some times where you know, even with under Andy Reid, uh, even yeah, after Andy Reid, where it's like when when we went six and ten with uh, Doug Peterson after he won the Super Bowl, two years after we won the Super Bowl. So I mean, there are you know. I, I say that it's great when Philly sports is doing amazing and being the Philly sports guy, it's yeah. awesome when I could say that three teams, potentially four teams could go to a championship. So that, that makes my job very simple. It's not so simple when everybody's thinking. Right. And there's been plenty of years that Philadelphia has had that issue. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and I'm still the same guy. You know what I mean? So it's, I would prefer going to the Super Bowl and losing than going six and ten. That is that. That's a good point. That that is. A, so let me ask you this now: What if you were six and ten, and Eagles draft a guy like Jalen Carter, knowing that these red flags? What would your take be on something like? See, because you guys got room for error, man. I mean, you're already a pretty loaded team. You know, you know would, would, would you would have booed that pick? No, no. Okay. I, <laughs> so I'm not – first off, I don't boo. Okay. I'm, I'm not a booer. You know what I mean? I'll boo. If they're announcing the other team, I'll like, oh, I'll do like a boo for that. But it's like a yeah. – that's not really anything. You've never Bring- booed them when you thought that they were purposely just really effing up the, the organization. No, oh, I get I get loudly critical. Okay. So I don't need to boo, but I can point out what I see wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. It does. It. I. I am a firm believer that I, I'm a fan. Yeah. That as much as I think that my fandom matters, and sometimes it does. Sometimes I'm able to get in the mix of somebody and get into like a goalie's head or yeah. a player's head a little bit, and I can start to mess them up some. Yeah. Uh, and I've done it. A lot of other times where I get into somebody's head and they're like, screw this guy, and then they, they go <laughs> off. So it goes ways. I've, I've, you know, Giannis, Giannis was yeah. somebody I couldn't get under his skin. You know, in fact, he was, he was listening and he went off on that, you know, that day. <laughs> Do you think Russell they should have fired Bullenholzer, by the way? Uh, there you go. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Do you I'm think on. that was over the top about the Bullenholzer thing, man? My battery went off on my yeah. recorder, so give me Yeah, I'll just wrap it up, brother. I, I was just – I'm proud of you, man. Um, I was asking you about Bullenholzer. Do you think that was over the top? All right, I got to just change this up. Give me one sec. I th- yeah, yeah. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, man. Do perfect, perfect. Do. We're good now. All right. We're good now. Sorry okay, about so that. Wooden Hoser, was that an overreaction by Milwaukee? He's fired today. Yeah, I I think so. Okay. I think it was a knee jerk. Um, why? What was the point of that? Yeah. Other than they got somebody else that they want to get that they firmly believe is is better than him. Okay. And I don't know that that's the case. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they go after Nick Nurse, the former Toronto Raptors coach. Uh, I actually, I was thinking about the Boston coach from last year. Oh, well, he's already, I think he's oh, Houston. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Hey, let me ask you this, and I'll let you go, man. Have you thought about doing the WWE, perhaps? Because you're getting so. Interestingly enough, I have uh, started my workout training a little bit, and uh, because the WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philadelphia. Okay. And if anything, I'm going to do my best to try to. At least be the one that announces it the very, very, very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, where I can go out there and try to do something like that. Uh, I'm trying to work that part out. Well, I think you'd be great at it. You got the personality. You're you're okay with the makeup. makeup, And you know what? If you're in Philadelphia, you know who I am. Yeah. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You Google Philadelphia fan, 
and I'm usually there. If I'm not in just Eagles gear, I'm in Phillies gear. I'm in Flyers gear. Like I'll have, I'll have, you know, seven of the first 10 pictures and they all be different colors. So I could see you doing it. Do you have a Jalen Hurts jersey? I know you got an AJ Brown one. Uh, so no, it's not even AJ Brown. That's my jersey. It's an old Puma jersey with the number 11. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. If I was to get when I get my next jersey, because I am going to have to get a jersey, uh, because we're going to the back to the Kelly Greens. Okay. And I want to get a Kelly Green jersey with uh, the the pants to go with it. Uh, I am probably going to get number nine. Okay. Because that's, you know, Nick Foles, and he was the last one to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And nobody is going to use number nine for a long time. Wow. So I would I would have never thought you would have said that. All those great players. So, you, you know what? Because it's not – I don't try – to because I'm going to be putting my name on the back. Yeah. So Billy, it's not Billy like I could go 99 Bay. because that's Jerome Brown. You know what I mean? I could yeah. never use 92 because that's Reggie White. So yeah. because I'm going to be using PSG, the number nine in Philadelphia is fairly well revered. It's a number that's not going to get used for a little while here. Mm -hmm. So I think nice. that that's just the perfect number for me to use. I thought about double zero, but that's swoop. And now that they've allowed zero, uh, I'm sure somebody is going to be number zero. Yeah, uh, on the Eagles. So I, I feel like that number nine is going to be the number that really holds true. Man, the I, I really hope you consider that wrestling thing. I think you'd be great for that, and you're okay. With I think so too. Uh, you know, and I I used to work with a couple of wrestlers that uh, yeah. you know that used to work for me when I had my uh, my previous business as a mason. Uh, yeah. They you know they said wrestlers are big guys, so they can move a lot of stuff, and. Uh, so I, I, I reached out to them. I'm trying to work it out, but I know I got the voice. Yeah. I know I could, I could fill up a stadium. So yeah, well, no, not me great. personally, obviously, but I could fill up my stadium with my voice. Could you, would you give up the sport following the, the Eagles and stuff? Oh, it's a lot of travel though. I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia guy. So I, I would only be able to do the WrestleMania and Philadelphia and, after that, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go into wrestling because, oh, okay, you know, uh, first off, I'm only 220 pounds. Okay, I'm also 50 years old. Yeah, you know, it's I know like you're older, but you know, just uh, you know, it, it kind of it, it's a lot of it's choreographed, you know, and oh yeah, I, I listen. I could beat up be my body. Manager, I ain't afraid of that. Right? I ain't afraid of any of that. I, I could definitely take a beating. I could, you know, get yeah. thrown around the ring and stuff like that. I just, uh, I don't know that uh, I'm a little long in the tooth to get started <laughs> in that type of career. 50's a new 40, maybe the new 35, brother. Well, you listen, if somebody needed a manager, they, I might be better that way. Do yeah. like the, you know, the Roddy Piper type of situation yeah. where I could do like, yeah, Getting that type that of stuff. Remember him? Yep. The guy with the glasses. Yep. I Hart. forgot his name. I forgot the guy with the glasses, the sunglasses. Uh, Jim Hart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Do something like that, man. It's just food for thought because I know your profile's really getting high, man. Yeah. thousand, you know, followers. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really just privileged to have many people enjoy watching this you know what i mean it's like it's there's so many different things that get involved with 
being this overnight sensation. I mean, you yeah. know that I've been doing this for a long time to be yeah. able to start to get the traction. And it's not always simple and it's not always easy. And it does require a lot of work. Uh, I, and I'm just happy that people are, are starting to enjoy it the way I envisioned it. So you're enjoying the process, essentially. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it, I, there are so many. Listen, this is not a very lucrative career. You know right. what I mean? It's not well, simple. I, I'm investing money in this program, as you can see. Trust <laughs> me, I, I, you know, you know. And like yeah. I said, you know, yeah. I'm always investing money. I invested money to go to the draft, knowing yeah, that I, I was paying for you that. You know, maybe the team should hire you, man. Uh, you know, from your lips to God's ears, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie, what are you doing? I, I and so the hard part about that is. I mean, obviously there was somebody before me, you know, and he got some of the uh, spoils that come with being who, who I am now. So yeah. I do get some spoils, uh, but I don't, you know, it's not, they got, they have an organization to run. Yeah. There's going to be more fans that do this. If you start paying one fan, where's the line in the sand get drawn? And well, I know, I know that being a, right. you know, being this guy. So it's, I take a lot of pictures. I spend a lot of time. I do a lot for charity and ultimately it's not for the team to pay me. It's for somebody who understands what I do for that team that wants to put me forefront because them putting me forefront puts them forefront. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's I, I how I look at that. Pay. I think you're cooler than a, like a, somebody in a furry costume, you know, I mean, you're a real fan, you know? Right. You know, and that's and that's what makes it a lot more fun that I get to cheer and they get to, you know, how many times yeah. before I started to do this full time, I was playing softball on Sundays and th there was a bar that we would go to that that sponsored us. And yeah. people started to go into that bar, not only to watch the Eagles, but to watch me watch the Eagles. <laughs> and I tell you. <laughs> Before I started painting my face, I, I was not an easy guy to go to and watch a game with Yeah, because I am that passionate and I never did change. Like I'm still the same person. In fact, yeah. now I curse less because I, I, I made that a point of that. But a friend of mine watched I mean, the when, program and he said, you know, that guy, you that Philadelphia guy, he's got young energy. You still get, you're still that 17 year old, right? Absolutely. I, I do. And, I, you know, people ask me, how is it that you don't lose your voice? Or, well, that's because I'm not screaming. I, I'm just yeah. talking that's loud. Your, that's your mono, That's your regular tone. Exactly. I like my whisper is this here. Is the, this is me whispering. I don't I can't <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep a secret because I, I, I talk too loud. If somebody's going to hear me. <laughs> All right, Samuel Jackson. That's exactly. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Keep me updated, and, and I'll probably see you around on Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat's show. Absolutely. We'll definitely, we'll definitely run in on Sunday. I, I I love – I'm surprised they still haven't picked up the Robert Palmer thing. I thought that whole thing, every time you come on, <laughs> hey, the dance How do you goes. download those songs, man? I, you uh, just go – I could tell you it's a – it's just a program. I could send you the program. I'll, yeah. I'll send you the link for the program so that you could do it. And you just pick up the songs. I, I download them off of YouTube. And okay. then 
and, and then just yeah. do it in an MP3. So it's actually fairly simple. Yeah, I, but, I don't mind pushing the envelope, but they want to sue me out. We'll, we'll deal with it. You know, I ain't that. I guess that if, if they want to sue you, that means they think you're making money. <laughs> so that means, that means, that means the truth of the matter is, is that you are making money because they ain't trying to sue you if you ain't got no money. All right. They yeah. they know better. They they yeah. send you a cease and desist letter. But last time I checked, Robert Palmer is not really around to no, say no, he died a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can imagine that whoever has his estate is really happy that you're even putting his songs out there because you know that means they're getting a couple of bucks. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And a friend of mine, he he did get the guy I met off Facebook got me an intro. So I would like to use like a couple. Well, I, I did play like a little TikTok thing. I did do that Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John. What is your yep. favorite Philadelphia? Is that one of them? So, Philadelphia Freedom. I mean, I like Elton John. You know, when I think of Philadelphia songs, uh, the song that I think of probably most is, um, wow, it's, you know, really the first one that comes to mind is the, uh, the flyer song, the orange and the black, you know, wake up Philadelphia and let me hear you say the orange and the black, the orange and the black. I'm and it's, it's that up, man. I haven't heard uh, that. yeah, that's a great song. And then of course the Rocky theme, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? I forgot about Rocky. Yeah. So, and that's Rocky, like, right. Just about, just about like the eye of the tiger would kind of still fall as <laughs> Philly song. Um, yeah, it's like I, I have, I, yeah, I think about all those different. That's kind of a chick song, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Springsteen, Springsteen. I mean, but he was more Jersey. He was definitely Jersey. Right. Uh, Atlantic City and that, up in Asbury Park. In Philadelphia by Springsteen. When you're taking yeah, that song Philadelphia's a little too, you know, it's like the Allentown by Billy Joel. I mean, I don't know. It's just <laughs> I, not the song I'm thinking about like that. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. That is true. The rock. I forgot about Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky's the one that really does it. But like I said, I, yeah, you know, when I think of, when I think of the Philadelphia songs that I like the best, yeah. um, I'm real big on, you know, the orange and the black is the first one that comes to my head when I think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Elton John, I want to say he wrote that about Billie Jean King, the tennis player. So she was the, she was the captain of okay. the Philadelphia freedom which was a professional and still is a professional tennis uh, associate, like team out of Philadelphia. Well, it's catchy, man. I, I like it. I, I don't yeah, care absolutely. what connotation or whatever. <laughs> hey, the guy's exactly. a talented mother effer, you know. I mean, it is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, All right, hey, you know, Elton John, I'm a big piano guy anyway. So, like, if you yeah, piano man. music, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, much you like. You mentioned it. Billy Joe, piano man. I mean, it's before my time, but I like that old school stuff, man. You know what? It's like you uh, you can go into any piano bar, and if that piano player knows what he's doing, that's a, that's a lively bar. Just the way it yeah. works. Amen. So, I'm yeah, a big I, fan. I, uh, this chick, she was a pain in the butt, but. We did have a good time seeing Elton John and the piano, the big red piano concert he did in Vegas about 10, 12 years ago. Got you. He was a pain in the butt, but Elton was off the hook, man. He was a That's, Sometimes it works that way. $200 a ticket. This was 10, 12 years ago, but I mean, it's Elton John and it's in a small MGM venue. And he, That's and actually he, awesome. I've I mean, never I've heard seen Philadelphia Freedom before that. 
Now I've seen I've seen Elton John in a number of different places and, and and Billy Joel. Well, I used to work at the Spectrum back in the day, so they used to come all the time, and I used yeah. to set up the dressing rooms. So it's like it's it was kind of cool where it's you know I, I I'm setting everything up and then you get out of their way because they don't really want to be bothered and stuff. But you if they need something. Uh, you, you get to say hello, Mr. John. How are you? Like it's like you're very polite. It's, it's, you, you you're almost timid to it because you don't want to interfere with their their Routine. startup. You never know. Like Phil Collins, amazing guy. Talked to him yeah. for about a half hour. Uh, but, I thought he would be too cranky to talk to regular folks. No, no, he was great. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus uh, didn't like to eat dinner alone. So he yeah. asked me to sit down and like I asked if I wanted something. I'm like, no, I don't need to eat anything, sir. You know, like I, of course, I didn't want to get in trouble. Right. But he sat there and talked to me, and I talked to him while he ate dinner because he doesn't like eating dinner alone. Get I, out of here. So, but then you have like Bette Midler, who you couldn't be within fifty feet of her. Oh wow! So, I kind of figured that. I figured that there's a diva everywhere you go. Now I heard his daughter was a friend of mine. Work security said she was rude as all. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. You know, I, I, it, it could she could very well have been when you that are a child actress, mouth, Jamie. You know. Yeah, when you're a child actress and, and you get that fame early, you get a lot. You have to become very standoffish, I believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's hard to do that. So it makes it really difficult in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I figured that. So awesome, man. Hey, man, you over-delivered, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I love coming on the show. It seems like every time I come on, I know you say, hey, come on for 20 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour later, we're still talking. So, you're, good, you're, good, you're good interview. Just between me and you, Skip Hall, nice guy, former coach with Kent, Nick Saban, for crying out loud. Kent, terrible interview. Don't tell him. I, don't tell Jack Mack I said that. I said. Well, you know what? You have to, I feel like you, that, people like that, you have to lead them. You have, you have to, to really, them. you have to really start to lead them and you have to throw them off a little bit. Like say, hey, listen, you know, so what type of charity is your thing? You know what I mean? Like you got to <laughs> like start it off with something that they didn't prepare for at all, but something that is really passionate to them because yeah, everybody's got towards the end, but you know, I'll say, how do you create new habits? Well, discipline. He wouldn't elaborate on anything, you know? So like, you're the first question that I would I would go to ask him, somebody like that who's who's been around that, like, hey, listen, you're married, you have children. How difficult is it to balance being a coach and a father? And how often do you feel like you're coaching your son rather than playing dad? That's good stuff. That's good. You know, so those are the questions about. that I think about because yeah. again, they're human and yeah. they don't want to the truth of the matter is they don't want to talk to us. You know, like they, they don't want to talk to the media. Yeah. They they got other things to do. You know, they want to be with their families. They want to do that type of stuff. And that's where it's hard. Like when you're asking the questions like that, if they're going to be a tough interview, you have to you have to get underneath them and be like, hey, you know, I actually want to know about you on a human level. Because once you get on that human level, once they get that, Go now on, they're willing to tell you everything. That, but yeah, he almost got to start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson won't get back to me. I asked Jim to talk to Jimmy got a book out, wrote, 
reached out to him on Twitter. I, now, I, I've got a message saved saying, I didn't think you were elitist, coach. You're a first-generation college student. I'm a first, Are you too good to be, talk to podcasters? I haven't sent that message, uh, James. No, I, don't okay. send that. Definitely okay. do not send that. Uh, go go a different message, way. Don't send that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'm I'm telling you not to because That's that that kills it. Obviously, he's not going to talk to you then. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm a, a little, uh, Jamie. I love the honey more than vinegar. I'm honey more than vinegar guy. You know what I mean? And trust me, because they like the honey too. Yeah. And that's when you'd be like, hey, listen, I because ultimately it's yeah. about money for them too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's money. Yeah. So and he doesn't do anything. Like I I wanted to have somebody come to my yeah. Yeah. I wanted to have somebody come to my charity events and it costs money to have some people come. Yeah. So just so the way it works. Feel better, though, Jamie, if you told some jerk that was blowing you off, say, hey, hey, well, bleep you, man. Or just something similar, you know. Right. I, you know what? <laughs> I find that stuff fairly simple. Like, it's, yeah. it's again, if they got problems with me, then it's really their problem. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Yeah, keep that between me and you. Don't mention that to Mac or anybody. <laughs> Exactly. So. Especially Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, brother. See you, man. Thanks again. All right. Well, you have a great one. Thank you for having me. You got it, man. All right, guys. I will see you all tomorrow with Carlos, Madden, New Yorker, Chavez. How about Jamie Pags? Please share the show. Went over 24 minutes. You guys got a lot of good sports talk tonight. How about that? That guy, he's very modest, but his profiles is really coming up. I, I think he, he's got he's got a big time future uh, coming up here. So I'll be back tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Sports Scope. Thanks again.